Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Let's just get this out of the way because X50 said, How do morning coffee Walsh's powers stack up against those of evening beer Walsh? Never experienced it before, so you're about to find out. (laughs) It's a new world for all of us. New experience for everyone. Yep. How are you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm really good. I mean, it feels keeping me very occupied mentally in a good way. I'm just like thinking, oh, I could do this. I could do like the old feelings that I feel like we both used to have of like not even being on the website tinkering, but just thinking in my off time of like, you know, this guy might be good, (laughs) you know, just like something to occupy the the mind. Um, How about you? Yeah, same. Love yeah. this time of year. Excited yeah. to do this pod today. This is going to be a big one. The mid-price yeah. players always feel like a, a fun one to get into and, and analyze. So yeah, that's what's going on today. It's the the most tempting tier because they're yeah. all like potential 200-point players or disasters. Yeah. Um, should we briefly mention just, you know, this is the time when everyone's signing up for Patreon. If you do the annual, you get two months for free. Um, most people, I mean, we got rid of the lower tier. So it's just the Discord is the cheapest tier and that's also the best tier um, to just hang and chat and people are up at literally 24-7 because it's, you know, Australians and Indians and UK people and Americans, whatever. Um, and then also there's the Friday My Life tier, which is one above that, which is... Not in play yet, but once the season starts, we do an extra pod every week on Thursdays, Thursday nights. Um, and yeah, so if you like the content, extra pod, good thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Discord's just always fun. A lot of good personalities in there. And yeah. when the season starts, it's a fun place to be during games, just shouting goals and talking about what everyone's seeing. It's just fun. So if you want more internet friends, you can yeah, get it's them sort there. of like being on Twitter and Reddit, except. You get all of the shitters and trolls and assholes filtered out of it because we'll just ban yeah. them if they're pieces of shit. Yeah, has been done before. <laughs> it's been done before. It will be done again. <laughs> all right. Let's go mid price. So yeah, we're doing five zero keepers, five to five five defenders, seven five to nine million. Oh, whoops, I skipped mids. What's the mids again? 7 to 8.5 mids. 7 to 8.5 mids, 7 to Bowen mids, basically. And 7.5 to 9 forwards. Yeah. Um, so let's start at the back, right? There are a lot of 5 million goalies in the game mm. this year. Um, you know, There are some names here that are definitely intriguing. Rammers, Emmy at Villa, Mendy, who's the highest owned right now. Five at Chelsea. Schmeichel, we don't have to talk about him. De Gea, probably don't have to talk about him. Pope, five. Interesting. Pope's very Sa, interesting. Sa at five. You know, flappy hands at five over at Western. Just a lot of names. So what do you see in this in this region? I mean, I think we should start with Mendy, because as you mentioned, okay. he's just the highest owned in the game, not just at this yep. at this price point. So Tio said, is Mendy the obvious best keeper pick to start with Game Week 1? Hamdog said, is Mendy worth the .5 extra or is he template trash? I'm currently on Mendy. 
most, I feel like the, the late riser talk, the fireside, like sort of, he sort of like honed in my focus a bit more than from where I was prior to that talk. And I don't know, with Keeper, I'm just like, I just don't care that much. And if, you know, 26% of the market is on Mendy, I think he's a fine pick. I actually don't love the pick, but it's fine and it's Keeper and the point spread isn't that wide in keepers to begin with so i'm just on him for now and like sort of feel whatever about it he has kind of a low ceiling in like the ederson mold of like even if he gets 20 cleans we're probably looking at 150 to 160 he's not gonna be like a save bonus guy he got three bonus points last season in 3,000 minutes but you know at the same time Chelsea do have the potential of 20 cleans where no one else in this tier really does. Um, yeah, I, I like the comp to Ederson a lot. You know, I mean, he's yeah. the type of player that's not going to get bonus points unless if he has some outrageous, you know, huge save game on a clean. A lot of their defenders get a lot of baseline bonus for pass percent shit, all that yeah. stuff. So he usually ends up on short end of the stick there. So he's more probably a two or a sixer guy sort of i mean a little bit more saves than ederson but i mean really not not much not much i think yeah his ceiling is definitely capped like you said um you know i mean yeah it's, it is one of those where getting a share of the chelsea clean here feels good but you know it is also another thing you know talking about more macro goalkeeping position you know it is a really low point total position yeah. so if you're yeah. able to save 0.5 even though you know it's not much to go up to you know allison Loris, ederson it is something are you really going to be losing that much especially when we're going to be wild carding early you know if you're looking at okay this is the guy i'm going to have for six, seven, eight weeks, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. when your team value is higher and, and things become clear, it's like, okay, well, I can't afford this now. And there are these enablers now. And that could be something you kind of back into maybe going to a five, five keeper if you're yeah. not too inclined to spend that much initially. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's as safe as it comes with Mendy, I think, yeah. even though we do talk, we did talk and are continuing to talk about the Chelsea defense, you know, they got Koulibaly in, yep. you know, they're starting to make some signings there, but they're still an elite team with an elite squad and they're going to be the better team most days. Yeah. Good coach. Now their opening fixtures are a little bit tricky just because their easy ones are away. So they don't really have any bankers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their first three homes are Spurs, Leicester, West Ham could yeah. see no clean in all of those. Yeah. Um, and there are ways Everton leads Southampton, you know, the first three, I mean, those are an alternating away home, away home. They could keep cleans in all of those, but they're still away games. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're not the easiest. To, so, you know, it's, it's I mean, a little bit tricky. Yeah. It's the type of thing where I feel like as we get closer to game week one, I'll probably see this as a place where I can comfortably sacrifice 0.5 to go to a four five. Like you said, it's the lowest scoring position. The gap is the smallest from, you know, the most expensive premium guys to the budget guys in terms of total points. Um, you know, and it's, and it's short. I think yep. that's really important. Like, not having that extra post World Cup wild card is huge because, okay, you might pick a bad four or five and he keeps one clean and six and everyone has Mendy or whatever. You're just going to get Mendy. Like, it's not that big a deal. Um, you know, and Bri's question was this price bracket usually disappoints in keepers and defense. Why should we be looking here at all? And I think it's a relevant question because, you know, yeah. there's always four fives that are going to score in and around where the fives and the five five score. It's just like whether you get on them or not, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And also is the upgrade 
in the other spot that you're putting this money significant enough. Yes, like right. if you're going like netto to rash with that extra million, it's like, well, they both are punts and are kind of have a lot of yeah. problems. So yeah. like, you know, that's something to also consider here. But yeah, I mean, that's Mendy. I think we could box him. You know, Ramsdale, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about Arsenal defense just with this outcoming information <laughs> oh, about you know, all of the players still injured. Tommy still, I mean, I guess like having eight months off wasn't enough to heal his like calf or whatever, like fucking injured Yeah, he's fuck. just like... He's a who knows. He's he, Nathan he Ferguson like, in disguise. Like he, who? yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like it's I ridiculous. came in. Everyone was shitting on my last draft that I posted on like TikTok and shit because I had double Arsenal at the back. My logic was good, and I supported it with numbers. Where basically, when Arsenal were fit with the back four, Ramsdale, Partey, they were an elite defense in terms of clean sheets. Like, they were really, really fucking good. And then, obviously, everyone's still hurt. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm quickly, quickly off of my double arsenal at the back. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we have Tierney's injured again, and, you know, everything just looks a little bit problematic. I mean, they have Saliba in, but if they're not fit, there's just no point really going there, I think. So... That's unfortunate because, you know, they yeah, were I mean, keeping cleans in like a one in two clip when they were fit, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah, it was an elite level. Yeah. And, you know, Zinchenko should be in for Tierney. So maybe that's not as big a deal as like Tavares playing every minute because that yeah. was bad. But, you know, without Tomiyasu, it still probably means Cedric or it means Ben White at right back. And I like Ben White, but I don't really like him at right back. It's just like a domino effect of like lowering Making the quality. Yeah. yeah, you have to squint to, to make yeah. it work, sort of. Yeah. And then, you know, Emmy is a little bit interesting just Very. because getting Diego Carlos in and getting in... Uh, was Kamara. It, Corey, Kamara in shores yeah. up a lot of the issues that they had last year. Big time. I think that the big issue is to me looking at him and projecting into the future is when he was a monster two years ago, he was just getting three bonus points every game. Like he was and not a only making saves. Not only was he in a position based on the structure and the, and the system to make a lot of saves, but he was getting he had twenty seven bonus points, fucking unheard of for a goalkeeper. I mean, he almost hit two hundred points that season. I mean, I, I think we have to kind of remove that from our thought process yeah. looking at them this year because that's not going to happen again. But is he capable of you know? making a lot of saves and also in and around bonus points in this system with four at the back, you know, it's, it's possible. We just don't know. So, you know, you're yeah. betting on a lot of uncertainty here, which doesn't feel too good, but I, I get it. I mean, if you want to yeah. get someone just kind of out there and this is a place you want to take a punt and gamble on some high upside spikes, you know, he's certainly the player that could do it yeah. with, you know, some pretty somewhat decent opening fixtures, Bournemouth, Everton Palace, West Ham first four. You know, they have a tough run game week five, six, seven. They have Arsenal, City, Leicester. But, you know, we, we are looking at a short window. You're, we're going to probably yeah. wild card pretty early here yeah. with, with all of this shit going on. But, you know, I kind of like that. Kind of like no, a pun totally if you're just agree. looking to take one, right? You know, everyone's sort of interested, us included, in like Dean and Cash. Five feels like a good price. Gerard made the defense a lot better when he came in. But yeah, like you said, and I was going to point out the same thing. It's like, the the result of a defense getting better is less shots conceded, less saves to make, less bonus opportunities for the keepers. So it's like a weird one where that one monster season was almost the perfect level of the defense where they're going to concede a lot, but it put them in position to save a lot and get all the bonus. Whereas now they might be just a level past that defense and be like, okay, he's just a bad version of Mendy. Like I could right. very easily see that just right. less cleans and no bonus. Right. Um, right. It's also tough with him looking at Villa and, 
you know, Cash and Dean. I mean, I think they just got that left, left back or something. They rumored to be in for a left for, back. But yeah, backup. Cash they got and, him. Yeah, yeah. But like Cash and Dean at the same price with legitimate attacking yeah. intent. You know that that also doesn't feel great. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's nicer when the goalkeeper's kind of cheapest route in or something like that, and you don't necessarily have that, even though they are kind of like tied, depending on who wins that four or five. It's kind of interesting to spot. look at this tier and say like, if there are all four or five, or if any one individual of them is four or five, would everyone be on them? Like in yeah. the case of Ramsdale, I think obviously yes. In the case of Emmy, probably. No. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would be on it, but not like he wouldn't have Mendy ownership. I don't think. Wait, are you? Do you mean if just strictly the goalkeepers were four? Just Emmy oh, was yeah. four or five. Yeah, and everyone would, else is still five. Well, no one would own Raya. That's for sure. That's for but, sure. Uh, he'd be the highest on four or five. He'd but be I'd, the owners, Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting yeah. to sort of think in that way. And then I yeah. think the next most interesting guy is definitely Pope. I mean, there's. It's really hard with Pope because is again, he interesting? It, well, yeah, it, it comes back around to the bonus points, right? Because at Burnley, again, monster always got. 20 bonus points, you know, whether they got 10 cleans or 15 cleans, whatever, he, he got 20 bonus points. He was always good. And he was sometimes priced, you know, really high, wasn't he? I think he was five and five, five. He was five, five. Yeah. A lot. A couple of yeah. years. And then, you know, Newcastle, way better team, better defense than Burnley. And they don't play in that dice style of like, we're going to, we're happy to concede a lot of shots as long as there's like sort of bodies in the way and Pope's in position to make saves. So it's like, you look at Dubrovka last season. Okay. You know, he played 2000 minutes. He only got nine bonus points. Does that mean that Newcastle aren't putting the keeper in position to get bones? Or does it mean, or is it a stylistic thing where Pope is much more, he kind of is sweeper-ish, right? Like, he'll come out and clear stuff. Like, is it Pope's style that also lends itself to more bones? Like, I, I don't really know. I mean, I think just the sheer volume of saves that he made, yeah. coupled with how they never hit past completion percentages because yeah. they're fucking Burnley, they're yeah. puts him in that bonus point monster kind of territory when he was with them. I just think... At five million, looking at him compared to maybe like Emmy is an interesting comparison, but it's still hard for me to imagine that either are going to ever be better than Mendy, even though you know, even with Mendy not getting bonus. I mean, because he's Mendy's going to keep more cleans, and you know they're going to have to outpace him with bonus points and save points. The cleans that they don't keep. I just, I don't know. It could happen, obviously, but I think that's something that we need to really see. Like, oh wow, like. Pope every game is X, right? Getting two bonus points and a save point. Like he's yeah. outpacing the, the defenders and that's huge, right? And, and we see, just, I, we and just I don't think know he, that yet. Yeah. And I think broadly what I'm saying is I think he will not because I yeah. think that the Burnley system sort of inflates a keeper's point yeah. total. And if you just look at Newcastle's defense at the end of last season, right? There's obviously a couple outliers. When they played City, they conceded nine shots on target. When they played Liverpool, they conceded 11 shots on target. Yeah. And Spurs, six shots on target. The other games in the end stretch are four, two, 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 three, three. Like, that's yeah. bad. And that's, like, well, that's, well, and what we need to know is like, if he makes three saves and it's a low scoring clean, does he get bonus points or not? Yeah. And I, I don't think so again, because yeah. of what you highlighted, whereas like Burnley were the perfect team for a keeper because all their players suck and are bad on bones. Whereas, you know, Newcastle is legit good players. You know, yeah. they have some good players. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Any other fives that are not, interesting to you right now? Not really, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, not really. Okay. Yeah, I don't think these guys are relevant. Yeah, I, I do want to just shout out the app, the complete absurdity that they pushed Michael in at five is another level to me. I don't understand any world of reason or rationale <laughs> that you could possibly in a million years come up with that he's a five million keeper and not a four or five keeper, but he's just like, it. he's just famous. That like he's that's famous. the he's beginning the and, and, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's he insane. has had a good season in the past. I mean, that's I, the, the, the reason why it's so insane to me is just looking at him relative to the le- yeah. lesser defenders. They're all four or five. <laughs> it's like, are it's you kidding ridiculous. me? Yeah. So, it's ridiculous. All right. So five million I mean, goalkeepers boxed. I guess Definitely. I was going to say the only other case I can make for a sort of interesting one would be flappy hands only because they permanently signed Ariola, and we kind of both think that Ariola is just straight up a better keeper. I don't kind of think that. I do think that. I yeah, thought that last year. I think me that too. Now. And you know, Flappy will undoubtedly start the season as the keeper. I have no question. He's fucking old, and he's declining. And Ariola's four five, and yeah. so if Ariola finds a way in, that's just something to watch. Where you know, like Flappy could just be sent out to pastures, and Ariola is like their keeper going forward. So yeah, that's it's just a matter something of- to watch. Yeah, it's clearly a matter of when, not if. I mean, yeah. he's going to yeah. be their keeper of the future. Um, it's still, you know, a little bit sketch to me. Grant, say he comes in at four or five in November, he's starting. They still have the Thursday shit. So, know. you know, yeah. is that going to be enough of a detriment or a deterrent <laughs> that he's not the best four or five? I don't know. That's a problem for a future pod. But yeah, we'll see about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely, you know, the five million spot is is definitely, you know, Mendy being the highest owned, definitely a fine pick, but it makes sense. But well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, there's right. so many defenders. <laughs> yeah, not so many five five defenders, but there are a lot of five yeah, defenders. Yeah, what are there like three five five defenders or something like that? Yeah, well they put Koulibaly in the game. So you have right. three Chelsea defenders at five five, Ham Alonso and Tilv. Yeah, yeah. Tiago Silva, and then you have Stony Boy, John Stones at City at five five, and then Parasich five five at, at Spurs. So let's yeah, let's talk about Parasich. So he's in forty percent of the teams right now. That's fucking crazy. Let me let me get these questions out. Tia said, "Talk to me all things Spurs wing backs. There's the traditional ones and Conte monstrosities. Perry is hugely owned and clearly a great choice if he's starting every week and playing sixty plus. But I have a lot of fear and there's plenty of options elsewhere." Harley Boy said, "Parisic ownership's insanely high, but reports are he hasn't practiced because of injury and Spurs still have a lot of wing back options if they don't want to rush him back. Does it make him a wait and see, or is he like a Holland where you don't want to start in the hole if you don't get him?" Yeah, I mean, and we don't have to just strictly talk about the five fives. I think it makes more sense to talk about like Spurs right now. Yeah, let's right? just talk about the, Spurs because they so, they have a lot of five million defenders too. Yeah, so Parrish is five five, but Doc, Dyer, Davis, Romero, Royale, Longley are all five, and we don't know what Spence is going to be. Probably five, also. Probably five, yeah. Um, so yeah, what's your what are you seeing with Parasich right now? Yeah, I mean, as he we was, record this on the July eighteenth. Yeah, and as of July eighteenth, got to timestamp it. I he was the first person I put in my like first draft. You know, like day one, I'm like, okay, Mo Parasich, like Salaki, like these are guys I know I want. And then I've I've slowly taken him out for basically all the reasons that the that Tio and Hardly Boys said. I mean, I just they literally have three wingbacks on both sides. Parasic is by far the oldest, and he's hurt. 
at the moment. Um, and he's also the best, but does that just mean that he's going to play in the biggest fixtures? Like, does that mean they play him at Chelsea at City in the first game, seven game weeks and rotate in the, the worst guys and, you know, for the forests and the Southamptons? Cause if that's the case, it's bad. Um, yeah. I'm almost thinking the opposite because okay. he's the best in terms of scoring goals because he's just a winger and yeah. he's, I think Barisic is in the league right now by far the best goal scoring wing back, period. There's I don't think it's not close. even an argument at all. Yeah. So, you know, he's also not good at defense. <laughs> I mean he's not Yeah, like, I mean he's he works hard, but yeah, he works he's hard, not but like he's a not defender. a defender. I mean he's yeah. a he's a winger. He played wing f- f- for his whole career basically until Conte got to Milan or whatever yeah. and turned him into a wing back. And he's thrived in that situation. So you're situation, thinking but, he might play in the easier games where they yeah. don't, they need less defending. Yeah. Yeah. So, I it's mean, a, if that's yeah. the case, that's just a complete, you know, throwing some concept out. You yeah. Know, who yeah. knows? But yeah, if that I mean, makes more sense to me than, than kind of what you're proposing of him playing in the tough fixtures because he's the better player. Um, I think the main, main thing with Paris is that we know five subs. We know that he could get ripped off on 50 just because like, oh, that we're cruising and it's just like whatever. I mean, we don't know anything until we start seeing the games, but obviously if he's not fit, then he's not going to play. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just looking at it like, you know, there's still a few weeks to go. You know, we yeah, don't really we'll know. See. Like he could have trained, he could train tomorrow and it's like, oh, he's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, Hol- yeah. Holland like trained yesterday and there's pictures. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's just fine right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he has, you know, just 15 pointers like all over the place. Like he's, he's got like a goal scored. He's, you know, he could score eight or so this season and no one's going to be surprised in any, any, any small no. matter, shape or and form. He's so legitimately the most two footed player probably in the world also as you know, so that yeah. helps like he can play either side and he's a goal scoring threat from both sides. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I still think he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal option. I think he's an incredible player. And, you know, he's just so difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, he yeah, just gives I've them an extra dimension. Weaned him off, but like, I could definitely see myself coming back in. Like, if you said, like, he's training, he's playing, plays yeah. a preseason game, you know, scores a goal, whatever looks good. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. And, you know, like, they have another thing that is, I think, very important to remember. I, I know we say it all the time, but I think people don't really internalize it is that early season, there's way less rotation. There's a game a week for the yep. most part, you know, game week five, there's like midweek games or some shit because the season is fucked up. But like, let's just say first four, they play once a week. You know, he is a fitness god. So if he's fit going into the season once a week is a fucking piss take for him. He's probably going to run yeah. a marathon midweek just to like, you know, get his balls tingling. And like, he could just start the first four. Like, yep. No, yeah. they have no Europe. There's a week between every game. There's no problem. There's no need to rotate in like fucking Sessignon, who's not nearly as good a player. Yeah. And they have an insanely good fixture run to start the yeah, season. Home do. Southampton at Chelsea, home Wolves at NFO, at Western, home Fulham. <laughs> I'm never I mean, going to get used to NFO, dude. <laughs> you're going to, because I'm going to be saying it a lot this year. <laughs> but NFO. We, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's three or four cleans, you know, should be three or four cleans. And, you know, if he gets one or two goals, he's just going to be like, top five defender yeah. points yeah you're fucking right i gotta get him back in there but it just seems like at five five you know great pick still great pick right it, the fitness is the concern you know we just need to keep monitoring the news and watching that so you know let's let's box parasitch there and, and let's look at the rest of the defense because 
And, and, you know, just like you said, right, thinking about it long term, they have a lot of games this year. He's, he could just be a nightmare. You know, I mean, he might be starting like he starts yeah, in the Champions League, doesn't start in the weekend, starts the next weekend, gets subbed early, like doesn't yeah, start the next 50. game, starts Champions League. Yeah. Like, you know, that could be what happens because they have so many options. He has so many demands for, for those two positions that he's just stockpiling and he's just going to play whomever, you know. Yeah, we don't of, know. What, we don't know. No one and knows what Conte's no one brain is going, yeah. I mean, the only thing we know is he finally is fucking Reggion out to pasture and he's finally talking about Lukash as a wingback. So he's evolving. So things that That's we've been saying for win. so long. For Team FML and Fiel yeah. right there is just things Lukash. we've been saying forever. But uh, so that said, you know, the Spurs team is really exciting from a clean sheet standpoint. I think you know, they're looking just at them, really good defense. They're just all of a sudden they're just stockpiling assets everywhere. I mean, Longley yeah. could his his deficiencies could really be um, could hit well in in a back three. And, you know, Dyer's still there. Romero's fit right now. I mean, they, they just have a really solid defense and they yeah. aren't going to have to play Hoybjerg, you know, 5,000 minutes right now. They got Basuma in, you know, with Bettencourt. I mean, they, they just have, you know, Scapino's yep. back. They have yep. so many options down the spine. They just did a should, really good job spending yeah, money. Yeah. They just have a really good spine with depth that, you know, they could just keep a lot of cleans. And I am not completely disinterested in these 5 million, you know, non wingback assets like, you know, Romero at five could be a really good pick. Yeah, absolutely. To me, you know, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of one of those where, you know, what is the point ceiling? It probably isn't that high unless somehow he's some like Laporte level monster scoring, you know, six or so combined attacking returns. But, you know, early on when we don't have too much information, you know, spending 5 million on that pick could be just like a good place to start. If you, if Parasic isn't fit or you just need a 5 million guy, I think that they're interesting and I'm seeing them in no teams. Yeah, I don't really understand. It's actually, now that I think about it, like, and we'll talk more about more fives and five fives, I feel like I see very few of anyone in this price bracket in any teams. Like, because I'm basically seeing, like, Reese, Trent, Cantel on every team. And then people are usually going, like, maybe one four five and a four zero or two four zeros or something like that to try and, like, spend elsewhere on the pitch. I'm not really seeing much action at the, at the five zero price. And yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think they're, I've, I've been saying it all season. I think they're the third best team in the league. I think they're right on par defensively with Chelsea, you know, which means they have a, ceiling of i don't know 20 cleans uh, you know their floor is not nearly as high as liverpool and man city but their ceiling is is quite high and um yeah i mean i think they're just better all around you know and yeah the, and i think yeah. comparing them to the chelsea like those chelsea players are five five and these yeah. are five, right like yeah yeah koulibaly is and tilver five five like the like like players on yeah, yeah. spurs are five i mean we're talking about them being equal if not preferring spurs from a you know standpoint today looking at the season of clean sheet capabilities i mean that that's price to buy and you know i think too right you know you're looking at a lot of four at the back teams with you know a punt in midfield like in the netto region looking at the opening you know assuming that we're going to wild card relatively early you know game week six region by then right comparing clean sheets from spurs in the opening six to netto attack assist plus goals like who's going to get more there it's i think it's close you know if yeah. neto is starting the season fit because they also have a very good fixture on you know opening six but you know i think that's the kind of mental exercise that's worth doing yeah um and just looking at you know yeah i, mean, I, mean, I think I, spurs are looking at probably 
three cleans in the first six. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a fair estimate. Three for five for five. That's better than any other five you can get. Probably like just straight up. That's you know. Yeah, and you know you you have to throw this in with well, okay, you're going to be really lucky to hit a goal. Right. From that standpoint. Yeah. Versus, you know, we look at someone like Trips who we'll get onto, right? Yeah. He could bang in a, a free kick any day, right? Any given game. And yep. all of a sudden that's like, well, fuck your three cleans. Like he just got like two right. games it's worth like of points Newcastle, in one plus. You, yeah. Their first six, maybe you see two cleans, but he has an, an assist and a goal in the first six. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. You know, like yeah. that's almost the rate that he was running at. Like that's. All of a sudden, yeah, that's more points. That's better. Yeah. So, all right. So we got Spurs kind of tucked away there. Definitely some interesting names. Definitely something to consider. Um, and trips, I think we've talked like enough about, right? I mean, or do you want to? Is there more that you want to say about him? I mean, I think he's just still amazing. But yeah, no. I mean, I think it's it's interesting seeing like people looking at his like underlings and saying like his NPXG, like whatever all that shit is, like not that good. You know, he played a few hundred minutes, first of all, and they're like, but, you know, he's his XG numbers of his free kicks are compared to every other free kick taker in the world, and he's simply better than all of them, like mostly yeah, all of them. JWP, basically, yeah. so, and like I mean, Messi. So I think that's something that, you know, for the stat heads is worth considering that, okay, well, him taking a free kick in the same slot that Kane takes it in is like not the same. Right. right you know, right. granted they're not like high percentage chances. I mean, these aren't like tap ins or, or far posts, like runs from crosses and open play kind of things, but he's still like the best at doing them. And, you know, this is still the new, a Newcastle team that, you know, we're expecting to improve. I think, you know, the, the city and Liverpool two in the first five is, is the main annoying it's thing that, yeah. you know, it's just those are the two, two of the four worst fixtures of the season stacked both really, really soon in the season, which, which you just don't like to see. But yeah, trips, I, you know, I still like him as a pick for sure. Sure. Yeah, and Target being the same price is just silly. So yeah. we don't need to really yeah, talk about that. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go? Where else do you want to go? I mean, I five think, million. I think City is kind of interesting, mainly because of Kyle Walker. But Al, Ray, Tio, all asking about Kyle. They said with Zinchenko on the way out, Cuckoo deal still in the early stages. Is it worth punting on on Kyle Walker early? And you know, <laughs> I just I just said that the Spurs guys are probably better than all the five O's. Well, if Kyle Walker's just starts the first six games for City, then he's way better. Not even fucking close, because they could just keep four cleans, five cleans, you know, like their city. Yeah. So it's just a different level. Um I mean where are yeah, you I've at had on Wal- Kyle? I mean I've I've had Walker on my team for a while now. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of came to this like a week or so ago. Yeah. Looking at cities the landscape of City's team right now, you know, knowing that the season's a couple weeks away and knowing right. how, you know, complicated the system is if the Cucurella deal does come in you know, I, I just, you know, again, right, remember back to last season and, you know, knowing what we know of Walker, he's obviously old, but when he's fit, he's fit. And when they have one game a week, it's easy to keep him fit. And he played all the games last year at the beginning of the season. He like kind of broke down and like didn't really play. He could play like a game a month, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, once it hit like December, October, December, January time when the pileup was happening. Which obviously made him a non-option, but there was, a, you know, the beginning of the season, he started like all the games for the first few months. And, you know, I can imagine that just happening again. You know, I mean, yeah. he's still, when he played last season, looked 
just like he has all of his whole yeah. career to me. Yeah, he hasn't he's just, slowed you know, down at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have a lot of quality in the final third, and he also is that kind of tucking in player, allowing Cancelo to get forward when they have the ball in the other half, other third player. You know, he he'll make an overlapping run once in a while, but you know, he's you know, we look at him and look at his returns. You know, his last few seasons, they're just not really there from an attacking standpoint. But right. the clean sheets should just pile up. So if you're looking at you know Laporte has more, it's kind of you know, oxymoronic to think of, but Laporte as a center back does have more attacking threat than 100%. Walker at right back. It's not really close. Walker there, but is the sweeper. He's the sweeper. Yeah. Like he real, or I mean, I guess you could say the stopper and Ederson's the sweeper, whatever, whatever fucking semantics you want to get into. But yeah, he is still their best last line of defense by a lot. Yep. He yep. lets them basically play with the back two. They don't play with the back three they don't play with the back four he that's yeah. a back two and then kyle does all the other stuff whether yeah. it means he has to stick to some winger who's pacey and play more aggressively he'll do that whether it means you know both center backs are in the attacking half and kyle is just don't let anyone get behind you guy because he's still so fast in a straight line he'll do that too so yeah, yeah i mean you're not going to get bonus you're not going to get really attacking returns ever but yeah again you know city you look at their first six I think Five four cleans. four is very safe. Like yeah. four clean seems very safe to me, but they have upside of six. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, and I think another thing with Walker and like you know with Perisic, you know, something that to consider is, you know, we we haven't really had someone like Pereira at Fulham, right? I mean, he's a four or five cam, like he's not a DM. Yeah, and you know, he's obviously not going to have like. 12, 10, 12 attacking returns throughout the course of the season, but he could get like five or six, you know, very reasonably. And yep. having him coming in isn't the worst thing in the world, you know, just in general, you know, it's, it's not like you're just auto one or two pointer from that spot. Or, and even if you're setting your team up where you have Nico, right? I mean, those, you know, those kind of picks coming in for Walker, if, you know, he does miss one or two of those opening fixture games and we're like, okay, we're wrong. He's just playing stones at right back or yeah, he's doing yeah. like three at the back. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, obviously it sucks to miss on that because the alternative is like, well, you know, well, maybe you did get Laporte and you're just getting these clean sheets and Walker's not playing. But I think that that's kind of more of like a low risk. I feel like this is a good place to kind of put some risk on that you know, hoping that he just plays for the first handful of games until we wild card and, and then they, they have a fixture pile up and we know he's a really bad pick when they have right. two games a week. He's just right. he's just not not a pick. He's awful. Um yeah, I think Walker's just an outstanding option right now. You know, all, yeah, all I mean, things considered. He basically for the last few more than a few, but basically his entire career at City has played when he's fit and he almost never subs on. I mean, he yeah. played in 20 games last season. He started 20 games last season. Like yeah. he, if he's good to go, Pep runs him out there. He, his minutes per appearance last season, per match played rather, was 88. Yeah. Like he good. just, yeah, he just fucking plays the game yeah. that he's fit. And he, as yeah. we, as far as we know right now, he's fit. There's a game a week. It seems, I, I like it. And in terms of like third Cindy spot, I think a lot of people are playing with Mares, Foden, whatever. We'll get to those guys. You know, if you save a mill from Laporte Diash and go Walker, I think that's a great pick. Yeah. 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 That's where I've come, come down on. So, 
Some other fives, I mean, I think the Villa guys, right, we touched on a little bit with Dean and Cash are definitely, they also put Diego, Diego Carlos in at five, which, you know, kind of makes him a non-option with the fullbacks, I think. But um interesting, you know, I mean, really interesting. I, I think that the game week five to seven run is really off-putting to me just because, you know, those are just kind of like three sort of automatic non-cleans. So, yeah. and you know, home West Ham also in game week four is a really tough one to keep a clean. I think when, you know, with West Ham like in a counter and they're playing one game, right? So it just puts a lot of stress, I think, on, on keeping cleans early in the at Bournemouth home Everton at Palace. And, you know, at Bournemouth is game week one is game week one is the worst time to go to one of the relegated teams. By it's far. just so, by far. you know, that by far. You know, and that's tough. And at Palace also, I mean, we never got that's kept. That's just a bad fixture. Really so bad fixture. Yeah. I think the opening fixtures, while, you know, you have some green over there on the, on the side on the player are, are kind of really bad. So yeah. I feel like these are just sort of picks that you want to allow time to see how these new fixtures bet in, these new players bet in for Villa. And I'm sort of really uninterested. And I'm really surprised that cash is in 20% of the teams. I guess people are just kind of sorting by last sort by season's points. points yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, wow, 140. You're right. But but what are you seeing? Do you see anything yeah, different mean, there with the Villa t- picks? No, I think I'm similar. And Tio's question was, is there anything that would make you lean either way in cash versus Dean? Which I do think is an interesting sort of debate to look at each player. They're very different in a lot of ways. But... I'm more on your side where I'm trying to think short term. I think a lot of like our, meaning you and me, mental energy has been spent on like long term picks, right? Like we're both like Solanke, Trips, like Dean Cash, like these guys who are just like good long term. You start them every week, whatever. But for the first period of this season, we should not think long term at all. And I'm more with you in terms of the clean shoots. Even though they got so much better defensively, it's like, yeah, game week five, game week six barely a shout at a clean really at arsenal home city there's there's basically none so yeah like i mean i'm just echoing everything you said i mean if it's tough in those first four you need to hit those or like you basically made a bad pick um yeah i mean there and i think that it's useful to think in those long-term ways that we are just as like how we see the player but you know, like you mentioned, the, the short term aspect of these, all these wild cards this season has to be taken into account. So, you know, these are kind of picks that I imagine like will like back into as the season progresses, knowing like, okay, well, even though they have no points so far and they've right. price dropped, like this is the section that we're going to just buy them. Like we like the right. underlyings. We think that they're going to keep cleans in these, that kind of thing. So that'll be one for, for the future. Yeah. I mean, as well. we, we need a way of sort of remembering to table these players for later, right? Because then Villa have a pretty nice runs, you know, as of now, it looks nice starting game with yeah. eight, you know, that's. Yeah. Our first wildcard is going to be spent by then, right? Almost right, definitely. Right, right. That's I could definitely see a world where it's like, yeah, Dean's taking every corner like we thought. He's down to four eight. Villa's underlying defensive numbers are still good. This is when you want Dean. But yeah, yeah I think to start in game week one, I just don't love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Aspilicueta is a little bit interesting. He's five million. Just I thought he was leaving. I, I mean, I yeah, guess Barcelona I he, is just a rumor everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think he resigned for the. I think oh, he had really? One, I think he resigned for one year. I'm not oh, sure. Okay, okay. Um, I miss that. But I think just to remember his name because you know if he's fit, which it, you know it looks like he is. You know they are short numbers, and you know he could just play a lot, especially if like Thiago Silva gets injured or something. I mean he's. You know, he's just, he's there, you know, at 5 million. I don't think he's a good, like, game week one pick, but just someone to remember. 
Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, <laughs> it's like every, every time we pod about Chelsea, I think we're, we're always like, yeah, well, we'll see what they do. And then like the next day, they sign Koulibaly and we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. still in for like Kunde and they're in for someone yeah. else. And yeah. we just like, Ashfield might not even have a fucking spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything else in the five? I mean, I think we could, you know, there are some outliers, right? Like Leeds got some, like the right back who scored all those goals for, for yeah. Leipzig or whatever. Yeah. And like, I think maybe we could talk about them more because they have more four or five options for next they week's They also pod. have so, they have such a good fixture run, which is really weird because they yeah. might be one of the three Ooh, worst teams yeah. in the league and get relegated, but their run yeah. is so good. So yeah. for short term, I keep finding myself like going Leedsy, but then, you know, not that. Um, in yeah. terms of other guys, I mean, you know, it's really unlucky that Kressel starts with home, home Man City, but yeah. I don't want to forget about him that much with the next three being at Forest, home, Brighton, at Villa. You know, he's still a free kick god. He's still on corners. Once they're playing one, once a week, they got a Garrett in. Like, they're going to be, like, pretty decent. And then the other the other two guys I just wanted to mention is obviously Kukurea might go to City and just, like, break the game. And Zinchenko might go to Arsenal. Tierney can just fuck off. I hate him. He's so annoying. And Zinchenko could just start every game at left back and just be, yeah. like, a pretty fucking good option. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, Cresswell, the, the one thing with Cresswell that just like is a little bit annoying is he's not on like all the set pieces anymore. Like he used to be. Yeah, I, think. I guess Bowen you know takes I mean? some stuff now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, keeping like the, having like the 11 assists, like spiking those big, yeah, it's, it's hard to see that happening, but yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to mid. Um, yeah, yeah. so midfield we're doing, uh, seven million to, to eight, five million. I mean, the eight, only eight, five is Bowen, you know, and I, I think that's a good place to start, you know, I yeah. mean, he, you know, we we have touched on him a little bit in the preseason pods, but you know, how are you viewing Bowen as you've been kind of tinkering and looking at other teams? I mean, do you think he's like obvious, not yeah, just a terrible pick? It's really somewhere hard, in between? Huh? Yeah. I mean, so the Bowen questions we got were just Tio, Mark, Jack, all asking about Bowen. Is he being overlooked? Pre-Europe, he could be fantastic. Price nicely to jump on, like blah, 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 blah. But the main thing for me, again, readjusting my thinking to more short short term is just like, the fixtures are pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, attacking They're, fixtures, like these are bad fixtures. I don't yeah. want a part of them first five or six. So for the, that reason, I'm yeah. just like not that interested. It feels like a low ceiling play. feels like I'm sort of, you know, like I'm missing out on some of the 8 million guys with really good fixtures, which we'll definitely get yeah. to. Just don't, don't love it. I mean, what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, that's fair. I still think that Bowen is hard to evaluate from like the fixture standpoint because yeah. he does do so much of his damage on those counterattacks. Yeah. So just because they might have less frequent, less volume of attacking actions in the games, I don't know if that necessarily means Bowen is like that much right. worse because, right. Right. you know, when it is two on two and that, ha- even though that only happens like three times, you know, that, but I mean, I, I think, yeah, it is still, risk just because he's on West Ham. You know, I mean, when we have these 8 million picks on like Mount on Chelsea, where they're going to have 70% of the ball in these games, you know, 65% of them, you know, we have Luis Diaz, you have these, these city punts who could just explode with Morris Foden, right? It's just hard to choose him over them, I think is, is the biggest concern, even though, you know, he hit, 
over 200 points last year. You know, we did express our concerns about the 17 assists not being sustainable. Which, right. you know, it's certain, I mean, the thing is, like, when, one of the things I like using understat for is like you can just straight up sort by their shots for like their whole career of data or sort by their non penalty XG, which is what I'm doing for their whole career. And so it's like, yes, you see, there's a Chelsea in there. I'm sorting by non penalty XG. Chelsea's fifth on the list. Man City's 10th on the list. Like that goes in line with what we're saying, right? But then mm-hmm. the other teams on the list are Norwich, Villa yeah, sure. when they were really bad. Leeds, fucking Norwich again, West Brom, Leicester. You know, so it's like, yeah, they could score two against Man City. They've literally done it. They did it not that long ago. It was in, you know, May of last season. But they could also just score zero. (laughs) You know, that's the big difference between West Ham having a good fixture and a bad fixture is that, like, yes, they're capable of countering against the good teams, but against the bad teams who still probably don't respect them like i feel like a bad team rolls up to west ham and they're like we could get a point i don't think a bad team rolls up to west ham and is like we have to exceed all possession this team is (laughs) fucking antonio's too lethal you know what i mean so they still does it for them but yeah yeah, exactly but they still get counter opportunities against the bad teams and that's like why they're good you know yeah yeah i I just feel like I agree with you. I think he's just not going to make the cut for a lot of teams, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. And you know, I you know, we might look at them and say, "Oh, that was a mistake. That was obvious." Yeah, of Absolutely. course. Like, well, what did we? Well, okay, yeah, they looked hard, but I mean, Forest, like Brighton, Villa, right, like, whatever. Right. Like, this is West Ham, not like, that bad. Yeah, European monsters, Western <laughs> Ham, like, <laughs> the Dildo you know? Brothers at work. But yeah, yeah. No, I, you look at Game Week Seven, right? I, again, like probably we will have wild carded or be on wild card at that point. You know. They're home Newcastle at Everton, home Wolves, yeah. home Fulham at Southampton. Maybe price dropped to eight two. You're like, okay, I'll I'll pop on that for this spot. Fucking you know? Hall territory right yeah. there. So yeah. You know, so that's... all right, Bowen's tricky. I mean, th- there are just a lot of eight million mids, and you know, from the strategy of game setup standpoint, I'm seeing a lot of teams getting two of these guys just because you know they like the idea of having two of these somewhat good picks and then being able to latest okay. tinker but yeah so what do you got what are you seeing here in the other eight millions i mean so i have many. diaz i've had him for weeks i mean yeah. I, there, we didn't even get a question on diaz i feel like that's how like secure he is in people's teams right now yeah so unless i went something, back to him also yeah unless something changes or he stops starting in preseason whatever like probably everyone's gonna have him and should have him the other guy that i'm on is kulu which i think is a really interesting place oh, wow, to go that's surprising because okay, yeah I, I feel like no one's on him we got a couple questions there um Biletico said so for real though why not kulu and bill said kulu's nailed game week one richarlison suspended and hopefully it doesn't get rotated too much after that his points per minutes and eye tests are amazing and an improving conte side why isn't he a popular pick for the early game weeks and you know i again it's fucking how July. did you do the mental gymnastics to convince yourself to put him in your team is what I want to hear. The mental gymnastics <laughs> to convince myself to put, put in my team was I just can't make a team with Sonner Kane that I like. I just cannot do it. I tried, <laughs> you know, in, including the fact that I'm keeping Mo and Holland. I just couldn't get there. I, I tried a lot and it just felt like there's too many punts in this team. It's too bad. Money spread too thin. I'm not captaining these players. Like it's just bad. And then, you know, I came back around to Kulu and, you know, part of it was definitely like listening to Double Pivot Pod, just be like, Richarlison's the fourth best attacker on this team. It's not even remotely close. And, you know, I agree. <laughs> like, you know, Richarlison to me is like, he can 
play some of Sun's minutes. He can play some of Kane's minutes. He can kind of play any of those positions, but that's what he's bought for is like be a versatile backup who does a lot of defensive work and that kind of shit. And I look at the team and how, how much they were fucking humming at the end of the last season. I'm like, he's not breaking that up. You know, one again, early season, less rotation, one game a week, whatever. That's his best front three. No fucking question in my mind. Like who is part of the best front three. And you know, I just, Again, their fixtures play a huge part because I'm thinking short term. First six, they have home Southampton, they have home Wolves, they have at Forest, they have home Fulham. Those are four of their first six. It's just like really, really good. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I was looking at. And I think, you know, again, like, like the bill said, like, there's not really anything bad you can say about Kulu. Like, yeah, he overperformed a bit last year. I don't expect him to be that high, but like his underlines are still incredible. His eye test is still incredible. You know, he's young. He's only getting better. I think at this point is, is pretty safe to say. So, you know, that's, they're just the third best team in the league in my mind. Getting a piece of that, not as a coverage pick, just getting a piece of that because I think they're going to score a lot of goals seems good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think those are interesting points. I just still look at him compared to the other players there and think that there's just, he's going to get subbed every game. You know, sure, he's going to probably start them all, but you know, you, you have like a 75 minute game from this guy. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't get a lot of really good goal scoring opportunities, as we've talked about. You yeah. know, he's very reliant on open play assists, really yeah. bad on bonus points. You know, I mean, granted, he's passing to Son and Kane, who are two great players, you know, for yeah. those finishes, which, you know, speaks to why he, he, he did and probably continue, to, will continue to overperform the, the underlying assist metrics. But, you know, I, I just still don't, don't love him as an option. I, I agree with everything you're saying. His best front, his best eleven yeah. for sure. You know, I just, yeah. I just for for an FPL pick, you know, I don't know. You know, he doesn't have set pieces. Yeah. He just doesn't have a lot of those kind of free avenues to points mm-hmm. with you know a lot of concerns. You know, I just have a lot of concerns there. I mean, is he going to keep top binning? You know, scoring. You know, I mean, he had five goals last year. I mean, I think like three of them were like worldies. I mean, he's an yeah. incredible player. Right. But right. you know, right. I mean, how you know he's not going to get those free goals that you just need to continue to tick along. And yeah, I guess it's just a matter of like, okay, do I think this team's going to get like three cleans and score? Like, I really see those first six, and I'm like, those they're going to score three plus in three of these. It's fair. That's fair. You know, no, and that's, I'm just that's like, a fair gamble to take. You know, so versus, I'm like, does that yeah. mean one goal, three assists in the first six, and three cleans on top of that? Like, that's good enough. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be know? good. That'd, that'd be, be good. really that, good. Yeah, and I, I mean, this might be a good, good one where you're looking more at this short term window. Yeah, you know, and thinking like, okay, well, even if he does play 77 minutes and get subbed in all these games, you know, there's still enough time for him to to bang some shit in open play because the fixtures are good enough. Yeah, which and, you yeah, know, I, like I could that. see I it. Like that. I could see it absolutely. Once Europe starts, he just becomes even less of an option. Yeah, he's just ter- yeah, he's just a terrible. He player. plays max 60 when he starts, and he doesn't yeah. start every game. Plays 30 in the others. Yeah. So, you know, it's just bad. But yeah, and I mean, I, I think. You know, looking at City, let's let's transition over there with Mars and Foden yeah, both at eight that's million. A big one. I mean, yeah. we had, the last time we talked, Sterling wasn't gone. You know, but you know, we we have to look at the City squad right now and just see, like, okay, well, they're kind of like bereft of options. You know, they're really thin now, and you know, you obviously you have Holland up top, you have Alvarez who's kind of the wild card, but you know, it looks very much like you know, two from three of Jack Foden and Mares are going to be playing on those wing spots, yeah. pretty much. That's the stable, you know, and Foden yeah, sort of maybe backs Bilva, up. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the the interesting thing about it is, you know, Foden plays all three of the front three positions. Mars plays one, and Jack plays one. 
So, you know, who's going to get the starts early doors? We just don't know. And that's, that's a, that's a thing that's problematic. But do you, I'm, I'm more and more interested in Foden just knowing that he does play across the front three and he offers something like Mars is just an attack only winger and like they have to make sacrifices across the way that they play and approach those yeah. games and they have easy fixtures to begin with. So th- that could not matter much, but Foden just does a little bit of everything and does it very well. I just don't know where the point, I mean, if the points are going to significantly improve, I mean, because we just see him flash chances wide for fucking fun. That's his do favorite you, thing to do is yeah. a shot are across you, his body yeah. wide. Yeah. I mean, are you interested? I mean, and Jack, you know, at seven is more priced to buy, but has a lot more question marks probably than Mars or Foden in this team. But what do you see in the city? City? I mean, here? let me, let me run through some questions for starters. Canada, Brad, Josh, D. Silva, asking about new contract Mars. Um, Bear saying, if we can't get to Holland, who's the best city mid that isn't Kev and Swarley asking about, you know, for you during the postmortem pod, we heard Walsh mentioned second season. Jack He's coming in at 7 million, but I feel, so, feel like almost no one is really considering. Why do you think that is? And then the other thing I wanted to say before we like really dive in is like, we're still going to get more preseason games, and, and most importantly, we're getting a community shield. Very intrigued to see who starts in that game. You know, like that—that that might mean nothing, but it might mean a lot. You know, if we just see a front three that works really well, maybe the front three that we think it's going to be. You know, that's good. Um, I wonder if, like, somewhere in the back of my head, I wonder if Mares plays the games when Holland doesn't. When they need someone to pick up the slack in terms of shots and goal scoring, the obvious, the only guy in their entire team, except for maybe the the wild card of Alvarez, who gets a lot of shots and a lot of goals and plays up top is Mars. Yeah. Like he doesn't play in the middle, but he does the same thing wide. He doesn't pass. He doesn't pass. And I feel like the team that facilitates Holland more is, you know, probably Jack and Foden you know, yeah. alongside him. And that just is like a really complete, really good team as long as Holland's banging them in, which we all expect him to do. So, you know, I think they're all really interesting. You know, I, I that like it's not a good answer. It's not what people want to hear. They want to hear who's the best one, who's the one I should get. But I don't have that answer right now. I mean, I think that Community Shield and more time and how they're training and like almost more importantly, like, what the partnerships are is like who's playing with Holland in the training games, because that's probably the front threes that that's going to start the majority of the games because we think Holland will start the majority of the game. So yeah, I'm interested in all of them, but I haven't, I also haven't gone near any of them. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this is one where we're going to have probably like two of these three players in our team at some point during oh, yeah. the season. For as sure. we fucking fuck Even when they're players bad in picks, I have them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's more to, you know, the third city spot and, you know, where you land. Like, I just feel like Walker is like the opposite of these players right now, where it's like, I know he's going to be bad, but I know he's going yes. to be good now. Yes. These players are like, I don't know which one of these are going to be good right now, but I know some of them will be good in like game week five. All three of these are massive punts. Yes, absolutely. Massive, I think, massive punts. Yeah. And I think Foden is the least of the punt of these three right. because he has proven for a long time to be in Pep's best 11 yes. and they're just purging the, his True. competition. But, you know, 
Grealish is still extremely interesting to me because He's I think so there good. is, so I think good. getting, you know, getting rid of Raz does say so much to all of us, I think, for what the plan is here because Raz played exclusively a hundred percent of his minutes really on that left wing spot, which was just blocking Jack, straight up blocking him. And, you know, we can't forget what kind of player is in there with Grealish. I mean, he was not bought for a hundred million for no reason. I mean, he obviously had the huge disappointment last season, but at seven million price to buy with not a ton of competition on that left wing spot, knowing that Foden can go over to the right and, you know, build more of like a midfield eight that, you know, he, he wants to play him there. I, I still do think that Grealish, but it's just game week one is just too soon, but I think it's just yeah, one it's just where you want to, you just want to keep an eye on. Yeah. One of the fun things to like talk about and think about is sort of like, it's almost in like accounting numbers, like almost in a baseball sort of way, but you know, people don't really talk about footy this way. It's like you need a certain number of shots and you need a certain number of guys who can create, facilitate the shots and, and create the shots and create the space and stuff. And it's like Holland just changes everything so much for that reason, because it's just like this funnel of like five shots per 90 all of a sudden injected into this team. And like, yeah, that probably means less shots for Foden. It, it, you know, probably means less shots for Jack. Probably means less shots for Kev. But like, which is good. But that's that also means that like Jack can play because they don't need ten goals from him. Right. Right. When they're playing without a number nine, they kind of need Raz's goals. They need Mars's goals. They right. need Foden to chip right. in with ten goals. They need Kev to score goals. If Holland right. just fucking donging his life away, then like right. it, it, you can carry a Jack a right. lot easier. So yeah, I mean the assist yeah. numbers that Jack could put up is twenty. You know, I mean, if he's playing 2,500 minutes, he, cre- he is that elite of a chance creator. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see with that I mean, one. But the only guy ahead of him in city last season was Kev. Kev yeah. You know, in terms of yeah. chance creation and, and in open play, Jack created more. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's exciting because I, I do think that there's some, I like, I didn't think of that, but I like what you're thinking about Holland and Mara's about how that coexistence might be very difficult. Yeah. Um, and you know, Foden, you know, listen, he shot a lot last year and maybe that's just not who he is. You know I mean? Maybe yeah. you don't want him to shoot because he fucking misses all the time. I mean, he, only put, he put up nine goals last year. He played yeah. a lot of games like in that, like you should be scoring goal position. I know. He just it's, like really it's, didn't. It's like, it's weird to say this for a player who plays for fucking the England national team. He's played, you know, 4,000 minutes. We've all seen him play in the premier league. I still feel like I have no idea what he is. Yeah. Like, it, you know, Pep might yeah. just be like, he's a future eight. You just don't even know it yet because he does this and this in training. I just don't yeah. have room for that in my team. And I'd be like, sure. You know, yeah. but I, I really just don't know. Yeah. Maybe he, he shot two and a half times for 90 last season. Maybe he should be shooting way less than that and just yeah. using his left foot to pass. And like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, but, and he's still extremely young. You know, I mean, we extremely know extremely young and extremely We talented. know the things that he's really good at. We just, you know, yeah, he just also gets moved around a lot, so it's yeah. difficult too to peg him as one thing. Yeah. But all right, so yeah, and I mean the Mara's honestly, I just I just don't get it. I really don't get it. it just I, it's just because the the it's the same thing as what you were saying with Jack. I mean, it's who was his competition on the right side? You know, Foden, Jesus is yeah. gone, Raz is gone. Phone, I, I feel like I think phone's gonna play a lot. I feel like right. he's barely played on the right in the past he has but that's because they, they yeah for sure but i'm just saying that's like the argument for Mara's is yeah. that like right now he's the guy who's established on the right
right side and no one else is, except for like Bill, I guess would say has probably yeah. played the most on the right out of this team. So, yeah. you know, I get it, but it's still fucking okay. Mara's, you know, he's still just not going to play for three games in a row out of nowhere. And then he's yeah. going to start for three games and everyone's going to get him. And yeah, I don't know. It's very, yeah. very punty. Very, very, very punty. punty. So that's an expensive punt. Eight million is an expensive punt. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so what about, you know, we have Saka, who's kind of fallen away now that Jesus is just the best player in the world. Mount, <laughs> you know, I mean, Mount's eight, Maddo's eight. I mean, these are still really good, yeah, really safe, good. steady hand options, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, Mount, Mount is another one where like role and position will be really interesting. Um, yeah. I think that he establishes himself as like a legitimately elite front three player last season. And so if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, he has to play in the front three. He's too good to not. But I've been burned many times in the last 10 years, and I will continue to be burned by assuming that what I think is the best thing to do is what the manager is going to do. Not just Tuchel, by the way, every manager in the world. So like, you should never make that assumption because Mal could just play midfield and not be an option at all. Um, But yeah, I mean, in my head, I'm like, Kai, Mountain, Raz is like a really, really good front three. Um, so, and if that's the case and Mount's starting there every week, then he's a fucking amazing pick. Absolutely amazing pick. Okay. Um, and so is Raz, by the way. If he's just starting in the front three every week, he is, he's going to score 20 goals. So that's a, that's a, another thing. Um, but yeah, I think Lester's interesting. I mean, Juho said Matto last year, he was the second highest point scorer of the current mid price mids with 181, 25 points behind Bowen, a point ahead of Saka with 500 minutes less played than the both due to the Braj and Europa and injuries. He's currently only in 6% of teams. No Europe to worry about for Lester this year. Should be a fantastic asset if he stays fit. Is Matto the solution to last week's Vardy versus Holland debates? Um, where are you at on Matto? Good pick. I mean, it's just, yeah. he's so unexciting to me. And I just still don't, I still don't like him very much. Mm. Um, I mean, he has home Brentham at Arsenal, home Southampton at Chelsea, home Man United, first five. It's okay. Um, it's like one really good fixture, one okay fixture. And yeah. yeah at yeah. Arsenal might not be terrible, but I just, I still, look at him compared to like Mount or Sock, and I don't think that's close. Like, I don't know how you're doing these calculations and coming up with Madison as the answer. Right. You know, that's I mean, really, the, the fixtures, that's where I'm at. Yeah. The fixtures would have been the reason, right? Like, which, and he's the worst fixtures by, cons- yeah, he's just it, the worst. It, if the, if Lester had good fixtures, Vardy would be shoehorned in my team probably a hundred percent. Yeah. But like thinking more in the short term, I'm like Vardy has one fixture where I'm really excited about, where I'm really right. like, okay, home Southampton, he could fucking explode game week three. Yeah. The yeah. other ones, I'm like, eh, you know, like obviously Vardy's a great a player, Mato's a good player, he could score, whatever, yeah. but like uh, it's not like good. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at on them. But yeah, I mean, there's also a world where Mato just like maybe took a large leap forward last season. Yeah. You know, his yeah. XG per 90, all that stuff is way up. Way his up. shots were relatively equal, but the distance and the XG of the shot, yep. way up. You know, yep. so maybe he's just developing into, you know, a better scorer and he's going to score 15 yeah. and I could see that, but I'll just get him when he has good fixtures, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. And it is like we've been waiting for Matter to take a step forward for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe you know there, 
Leicester with Braj always is going to be, you know, for me personally, like a, one of the most difficult teams to assess just because he changes, he doesn't change personnel. So he changes personnel a lot, which like, okay, whatever, but he changes like system and formation seemingly every game to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm not smart enough to know like, okay, well, when they play in this way, Madison's like, and with KDH doing these things and Madison does these things or like, well, when Barnes is out, then Madison does this. But when yeah. Barnes is in and Madison's in and they're playing two up top, then he does this. Like all I know is Madison sometimes is playing really far forward and sometimes he's shackled yeah. and yeah. not getting in the box at all. Yeah. And, sometimes he's just doing Cruyff turns on the halfway line and sometimes yeah. he's like literally striker. Yeah. Like sometimes he's doing that and spraying the ball to the fullback and sometimes he's right literally striker and maybe he just was doing that more last year and i just don't i don't know i wasn't yeah. I no fucking idea but the really bottom line though is still just the fixtures you the look fixtures, at compare yeah. them to enough. arsenal ridiculous compared to the spurs ridiculous compared to the chelsea yeah. ridiculous and those teams are also more sure things yeah I, by a yeah. lot you know yeah. so yeah that's still a good pick, you know, and you know, some people pick. just love him. Like maybe some people jumped on him last year and he was a fucking hero oh, for them. And they're like, yeah. you know, Matt, oh, he's only eight. Like, yeah, he's just been great. He's going to keep being great. I could see that for sure. You just go, go get him. He's your guy and go get him. He's a good pick. Yeah. But yeah, I just, in comparison, he just seems to have a lot more question marks and risk to me than, than some of these other totally. options. Um, um maybe, yeah, I mean, there's some other, there's just some other guys there, but one of the ones we got questions on was Mukiz. He asked about Coutinho. He said, where do you rank Coutinho compared to the eight mil guys? One extra million can go a long way in defense, which is obviously true. Very one true. mil, yeah. game like one, big deal. Villa, pretty fucking solid attacking fixtures, first four, or maybe first three, but first, at least the first two are really good. <laughs> we can we can say that definitively. The, the, yeah. the game week three and game week four are a little trickier, but you know, at Bournemouth, home Everton, I just find Coutinho extremely difficult to evaluate in this moment because yeah. he ended the season yeah. playing central midfielder with yep. no shots and no attacking returns and just not like, even close, not even close. FPL yeah. nightmare, um, yeah. but. When he got there, he kind of reminded us that, like, oh, yeah, he's still just, like, a top-quality player. Um, and I still believe that to be his level. So it's sort of a matter of, like, <clears throat> does Kamara and the insurance and the defense and Carlos push him forward into sort of, like, in the hole or maybe even in the front three to the point where we see him where he was when he first got there and he's just taking four shots per game and double returns and triple returns or is he going to be more link up like whatever so i don't know that yeah i mean i think the there is balance in the midfield three of you know if it's ramsey kamara and mcginn that should be enough steel to allow coutinho to not have to drop in and and make up numbers in midfield in my head go back to left wing yeah go back to left wing and just stay up there and you know beat people and do all the things and be a late runner and find space and do all the things he's really great yeah, at. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't think it's a really bad gamble with those first two opening fixtures to take and find out because, you know, you might spike one in one of those two games there, you know, seven is, is a good price I for like him. It. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I mean, I think it, and you know, knowing that we're going to be wild carding early or whatever, you know, and you, that could be a spot like that free spot where you're like, okay, I'm going to just, give him these two games and see, and then maybe that's a spot I use a transfer on early, which is fine to do. You know, when we start off with like a lot of the template is a lot of really good picks, right? So, you know, he could be a good one just to jam in there and and more of a little bit of a, you know, wait and see after those first two, but, you know, just hope to spike something, which I like, you know, another reason why, you know, he does look good in that 
in that spot is there's just not that many other options knowing like, you know, yeah. we know what Wilf is, but you know, our first fixtures are diabolical. I mean, we have Arsenal, yeah. Liverpool, Villa city, you know I mean? That's, As points were so dependent on pens, which is hard. Yeah. yeah. Which San- is hard. Sancho's in interesting, but he's a fucking punt, obviously. Yeah. With, you know, with rash, you know, looking like a similar pick at a million less, you know, whatever, but you know, there's, there's punts all over and Coutinho's a punt. Cause he could just be playing in midfield again and not shooting. And you know, then that's just a really bad pick, but, yeah. If that happens, it probably will be less likely to happen when they're playing Bournemouth and Everton. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm actually like, you know, I'm whenever we pot, I'm live tinkering, but one of the moves <laughs> that I think makes a lot of sense is like that Kulu spot, right? Like that yeah. should just be Coutinho. Like okay. that it's like for two game weeks, give me at Bournemouth home Everton with a week off. He'll start both for sure. You know, they need to score goals. They need to win those games. So, right. Like their ambition is to easily win those games and finish top half of the table. Like go win them. Um, yeah. I mean, that I, I love that for like a two week punt. You know, at Palace, Palace have a good defense. Like that's not great. Yeah. And hope Ham, not great. He starts off well. You're not going to sell them ahead of the palace. You know, like, well, they're playing well. 100%. You know, they, we we still they could still score a goal or two. I, you know, I, I think the more to the issue with comparing him to Kulusevski is what does that million do for you? Because sure, the the Chelsea fixture is not great, and they are great after that. But the home Southampton game, they could score four or five. Yeah. You know, Villa still aren't like wow, they're a good team. You know, we don't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. should be a good team, but they totally. have not shown us that. You know, totally. at Bournemouth home Everton, they could still score one goal in either of those games. You'd be like, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, of course. Right. That's you know, not a surprise. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of choose your own adventure there, which, which, yeah, I mean, to believe a little bit more. It but. gets me, it gets me to like Jesus. Like yeah. it, it does seem to do a lot. Uh, of course, game of one, a million is a ton. Sure. Like it, it lets sure. you do a yeah. lot. Maybe that'll make, maybe that'll get me parasage or something like that. But, yeah. you know, worth thinking Interesting. about. Yeah. And then Barnes, you know, we didn't touch on him really, but I mean, he had, he has so much in there, but you know, he did low key finish up with 18 attacking returns last year, which is actually a fucking shit ton. He's still a really good player. It's just more, I think, where is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he in the first 11? We just have, we don't know the answer to any of these questions. Yeah. The Braj just holds him back so much. Yeah. Like he should obviously start every game at left wing. It's like so far from a question, but. Braj is us. fucking psycho. Yeah, I think to from a fucking to everyone. Us, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he's great. But yeah, I just don't have faith. Yeah. So um, basically, ton of picks in this in this region. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a ton. And we didn't even talk about Diaz. I don't think we need to. You know. Yeah. Especially with Jota out now, it just makes it seem even more obvious yeah. to just with all of these really good attacking fixtures. Initially, I mean, he's the second just, highest owned mid in the game right now. Yeah. Diaz. Yeah. So Tomorrow. you know, good yeah. pick. Good pick there. I think it is more of, you know, you, you're freed up to explore in this region if you are just, you know, okay, I'm going to just get a second Liverpool defender with Trent instead of Diaz. You know, you get to pick one here. Maybe you're picking two. You know, just there are a lot of yeah. good options. You know, which ones you, you, which ones spike early on? Who knows? It could be any. It's kind of funny that the second highest mid in, in this price bracket is Coutinho. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because like auto pick, you know, how auto pick yeah, kind of likes this number just, and they yeah, haven't Villa's, tinkered him out. Or, Villa's yeah. a big club, like a, yeah. they all own him or whatever, but yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. Right. Yeah, interesting. And then, you know, let's move over to forwards. I mean, this yep. is a long one, but, it's always you know, long. we don't we don't have a ton of forwards. There's not picks that many forwards. Eh, there's, there's kind of is, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, I should we Jesus. just yeah? Let's just start with Jesus. He's fucking yeah. what's what's he at now? He's at fifty nine point one percent owned. Yeah. Facts that Jesus' ownership is stupid high. Do you think he's the highest scoring forward, eight million and below, for the first four, or are you seeing other strong options? I mean, he's a really good option. They have at Palace, home Leicester, at Bournemouth, home Fulham. You know, those are two and a half really good ones. I think it's just you know he's. I test good player banging them in kind of sounding like he's going to be able he's take he wants to take on more responsibility he has a good understanding with Martinelli on the left it's you know it's just it's difficult to know how much of a shackling Pepino has done to him over the last <laughs> few years and what is in our minds you know since he's come over right where you know he's asked to just r- play right wing like he's asked to do more work rate and less goal scoring things he might just be a fucking god you know? yeah yeah i mean he's been sc- he's been scoring a ton of goals in 2000 minutes like throw an extra 1000 and an extra like responsibility on his shoulders yeah, extra shot per 90 it's yeah. like holy fuck M- you know maybe that is just okay he is an obvious pick and the ownership is reflecting that yeah. Which is fair. You yeah. know, I mean, he's, he's, I, I he's scoring in preseason, looks I, good. He's eight million is, lo- is not a lot, right? He's one of the guys with the stupid, I agree it's stupid, but when he's one of the guys with the stupid high ownership that I think is valid. Like yeah. he just ha- he ticks every fucking box. You know, you know except like for pens. Except for pens. But he's played in the league. He's good. He's good eye tests. Arteta's worked with him. Good team. Good fixtures. It's just like, yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't think we need to be no a bad horse sir. too much. Yeah, yeah he's no just a good sir. pick. He's just, he's a, just a really pick. good pick to start with. Don't have hard fixtures initially. Gelling well early in preseason. Knows the league. Knows some of his teammates already from the net. It's just he's got a lot going. So got eight million does look good there. Yeah. What do you think about DCL? He's eight million. I mean, we have Kai also at eight million. I don't think we need to touch too much on on Werner. He looks very much like the outside looking in now. But, you know, are you interested in either of those names? I'm very uninterested in DCL until they show me something. I mean, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't help that they start with Chelsea and no. then at Villa. Like, I, no. I mean, at my prior for this Everton, Everton team is they're one of the worst teams in the league and no. they have one of the worst managers in the league. And, you know, the only good thing that happened under Lampard was they got tighter defensively. They did yep. not get better going forward at all yeah. um you know well, i they do lo- want to say though, about that yeah yeah right on. that is not who this manager is though that i know could have been a needs must we're in the scrap and we need to just try and get a few points and draws yeah, on the board absolutely or it's an eddie howe thing and he's actually learned because you know Possible. the way he was managing before was bad um, yeah. But either way, they also lost Richarlison. They have not replaced him. It seems like they are too far in the red to even spend any of the money that they got from Richarlison, even though the fee was ridiculous. Um, you know, so they're weaker attacking, you know, than they were last season. Um, I like the player, but at that price, am I going to buy, you know, a bottom four team with a bottom four attack? Like, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just like not. There's no, like, Jesus takes every box, and DCL takes none, except for the fact that I like him. Yeah, I think it's more, you have to be more imaginative here. I mean, if you're starting with him, I think it's a a step too far, but I don't think it's... It's too punty, but I don't think it's something that we can completely throw away, like he's a non-option because he's 8 million, because I've always thought that he's a better 
FPL pick when Rich didn't play. You know, I mean, when we saw him be FPL gold, it was for that, those handful of months when they had wingers and they funneled everything to his head, to his feet as kind of yep. making the, with relying on his movement and his size in the box. And, you know, putting Gray and Gordon wide, you know, does do that to me in my head. And Rich just is a fucking annoying piece of shit. And he would just do dumb shit all the time, keeping the ball, not passing when he should pass, you know, just passing when he should shoot, just doing all this, taking up space, coming, his his movement, he's anti-movement. And DCL is just, you know, I, I, I could, I can see that working. Where it gets tricky is he's 8 million when you look at, you know, if he's good, then one of the wingers is going to be good, right? Gordon's going to be good, or Gray's going to be good, kind of. And at or five like a five, you know, maybe that, yeah, yeah, or a fullback's good, you know. So, you know, he does have pens, which is nice, but we have to see something from the Everton team, you know, before you go there. When, you know, I think the other, you know, obvious comparison to me, you know, mentioning bad teams is Leeds, but Leeds do, and they have Bamford, you know, but Bamford was good for a lot. He's good. He's just so much better than DCL. It's not even a comparison all to me. Around, and a, more all, all around. As an all-around player, he's an all-trick pony. DCL is kind of a one-two-trick pony header movement. You know, Bamford's got it all. And, you know, Marsh is just attack, attack, attack. They have really good fixtures. I mean, Bamford, I think, at 7-5 is That's someone that, you know... the big difference. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Way better fixtures and, yeah, 0.5 cheaper. Huge. That's fucking huge. Like... Yeah. Early season, that's big. I think Bamford is 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 also a punt because again, you know, no Rich, no Calvin, new managers, like relatively new manager, whatever. They're still, you know, they might just be fucking awful. The thing that I said to you about Leeds, and I really believe this to be true, and I think the numbers support what I'm saying, is that no matter how bad Leeds are, we don't really care how bad they are because their attack still overperforms at such a ridiculous rate that for fantasy they're still sort of underpriced. And I yeah, feel like and, that's a hard yeah. thing for people to wrap their head around, right? But they're, they were probably one of the three worst teams in the league last year. Like, they kind of got away with it. And despite that, they were a top 10 attack. Yeah, it's hard to separate without Bamford. position. Yeah, without Bamford. It's hard to separate for us league position and league table to like just one facet of the game, right? Yeah. Like we always had to do that with Burnley and their defense, for example. Yes, right. And that's past. such a good comp. Burnley defense leads attack. Great comp. Yeah. And you know, seven five, you know, it does come back to well you're like DCL, well you're paying the most you're buying the most expensive kind of pick, but you know, he's that for a reason because he's he could be really good again. You know, I mean he was in a lot of teams starting the year last year, you know, and they you know, it's not too fair because they still had Bielsa and it was more of a known quantity coming off that that year. But you know, seven five is still priced to buy, still still a really good pick. You know, I mean like seeing how how popular Tony is, you know, it seems like he's just such a he's so much worse than Pamford in every capacity to me, every shape and form to me, other than just the fitness, which, you know, game week one, everyone's fit, you know, except for Arsenal players. But, you know, Bamford's fit right now. So, <laughs> you know, seven five, seven five price to buy, just I mean, I think a forgotten man, but they have a lot of pace, a lot of creators around him. Yeah. Good pick. Still good pick. Yeah, I, I mean I'm Bamford. I'm dipping my toe a little bit into next week's budget prod, but there's gonna be someone on leads. I can almost guarantee that. You know, they might again, they might be the twentieth team in the league. 
But that doesn't mean that one of their fives or five fives or six fives or six O's in midfield or something like that isn't going to just be value because of how attacking they are. You know, once okay. they fire Mars, if they're that bad, they'll fire Mars well, and then, then we'll reevaluate. Throw it all out. Yeah, throw it all away. But, you know, for now, yeah. And the thing with Bamford also over DCL is like Bamford has double digit assists. Yeah. And DCL. DCL. The only assist passes. he gets is rebound FPL assists. He doesn't know like, what an assist is. Yeah, ex- but literally. Like in, 20, yeah. in 2020, 21 season, where he started 32 games and scored 16 goals, he had zero actual assists. Six FPL assists. Yeah. Zero sure. assists. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's, that just shows what he 3, is. 3,000 minutes up top and yeah. gets zero assists. When you assists. say tip of the spear, that's what a tip he of the spear is. He is the tip of the fucking spear. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think Bamford okay. is worth talking about. But another guy that's good is Callum. Um, yeah. Absolutely. X50 said, who's the most overlooked forward option? Why is it Callum Wilson? Tio said, following up on the question from my colleague X50, there are a lot of forwards in this price range. Wilson, Bamford, Ali, DCL, of course, Jesus, to name a few. I've only really seen Jesus in any teams. Are the other forwards being overlooked or are there simply better options elsewhere? So in this range, I, and I do think that that tracks with the, the ownerships and forwards. I mean, it goes Holland 61.8, Jesus 59.1, next forward. Sam fucking Greenwood, 28.3% yeah. because everyone just, he's just the 4-5 that everyone's picking for some reason. Yeah, everyone's just in a 4-4-2. And, and the and fifth, it's not only fifth that, most it's, owned it's, is Taylor on running for us because he's a 4-5. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is you, you don't just look at the, you, what are the 4-5 forward ownership percentage altogether? You know, that's yeah, what exactly. tells you exactly. how much, and how that's little. really high. Really high. That just shows you how many people are in a, you know, a two up top formation, which, you know, does shoulder out some of these picks. But in terms of Callum, I think that this is another one kind of that we were talking about earlier where long term, like Cash or Dean, right? Good pick, good player, good team, good situation. Game week one, very bad pick. (laughs) He has a really good game week one fixture. And unless if you're like, I'm wild carding after game week one at Brighton, awful attacking fixture. Has been ever since Potter got there. Yes. Absolutely terrible fixture. Then he has City. Then he has at Wolves, which is very different than home Wolves. Then he has at Liverpool. You know, you do not want, you do not want, you do not want that pick, period. You know, as much as you like the player and the team and the situation, which we both do. Yep. That's not someone that you are punting on. You know, you're, when you're you're, wild card in game week six. Yeah. We can have, we'll have a different conversation. We'll figure it out then. But yeah, game week one, just not option. Unless if he like absolutely fills his boots, hat tricks, home forest, which, you know, sure, you know, they get a penny or whatever. But yeah. I'm looking at those first five game weeks, best case, two goals to me, you know, for and Callum. They, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they get a pen, maybe they get three, you know, but yeah, I mean, open play yeah. goals, two is really best case to me. And, you know, you don't, I don't think you want to be punting on that player, um, yeah. in your, in your, in your spot there. So. Yeah, a little bit tough, tough cold water for me yeah, on Callum. Cause I know he's picking up steam and, you know, I know Hemdog is so, such a Newcastle proponent and he's always driving, driving that, that helium in, in, in our discord. But I just think that he's a really bad pick. The Can thing also with Newcastle is like Eddie's done a style. great job. The team's way better. They're looking good. They're getting better. Blah, blah, blah. Their attack is still bad. Yeah. Like the attack is not what improved. The defense improved. Yeah. The overall team performance improved. And the overall team performance improved. Yeah. But But they're uh, not like Leeds where it's just like they're jamming everyone in the final third and the other half attacking, pressing high every game like maniacs. Not the case. Yeah, not the case. So, you know, you don't know what the attack's going to look like coupled with the bad fixtures. It's just not not for me. Yeah. Um, The Regarding... 
Timo slash Kai. I mean, Steady Hand said, now that Sterling's there, where does he slot in? What's that going to do for minutes for Mount, Pooley, Ziyech, Havertz, and the 60 other attacking mids that, that the team has? I mean, what, do you see anything in Kai there? I mean, I agree with you that I think Timo's basically out. No, I think Kai is just a really good IRL player, and he's just not an FPL pick until proven otherwise. I mean, we've been watching him and them enough to know that when he's playing there, it is more of that false nine position yeah. to create space, to hold the ball up, you know, to occupy center backs and, and players, not, you know, an FPL pick right now to me. Yeah. He's a classic, classic guy that suffers from per 90-ism, where, I mean, his stat, he's really good. We both really rate him. He's a really good player. And you look at his per 90 stats, absolutely elite. Fucking God, everything backs up. But the problem is he plays 70 minutes a game. So his stats get a lot worse when you do per 70, which is really what he he actually plays when he starts, which he doesn't even start every game. So Yeah, and then, I mean, there's, you know, there's Antonio, who I don't know if we need to talk about him, really. And then there's no one else, really, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's Ali slash Ings, which is, like, I'd rather just... Talk about... (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean with the first well, two. Well, seven fa- million also isn't in this region, so we're saving that one for right. But Ali's seven five, so it's it's mainly just the same thing as Coutinho, which I, for me is why we don't have to talk about. Which is just like you want to get him for two fixtures and then swap to someone else. Like I don't hate it. I hate uh, that. I mean, I don't you know, that. I'm going to hate that just yeah, because yeah. he's a he's a bad FPL player. Coutinho yeah. shows that you know when he's on. He just he's a fucking festival. Yeah, I you know, still Watkins rate him. I still rate him pretty highly. And yeah, I know. I mean, I I just uh, yeah, he's just a work rate merchant. I mean, three thousand minutes, eleven goals. I get out of here. Don't want that player. Yeah, you know, but fourteen goals the year before, he gets yeah. assists. You know, if the team's yeah. playing well, he could, you know, he could return pretty pretty More well. More expensive than Coutinho. Yeah, that that's the There's harder no selling world. point. There's that's no the harder world. selling point. But yeah. yeah, it's like you know, I could see it. Okay. Um, right. I think that's it, really. I mean, I had some other questions, but we're already like an hour and a half long yeah, pod. I think we should just. Yeah, I think we should. Let me just slap some asses, and then we'll, you know, there'll be another fireside this week. Budget pod next week, another fireside, then a fucking game week one pod, then a Thursday game week one panic fucking nightmare pod, and then it's game week one. So we're fucking there, basically. Yeah, it's really close. A couple Um, weeks. Yeah, some new Patreon subscribers, Anus Labs, we got FPL Mad, Nick, Patrick Moffett, Sachin Rajput, and Salad Fingers. Let's get in there. Good job by you. Thank you for the support. Any last words, Walshy? Good job by you. See you next Uh, week, baby. Good job by you. See you tomorrow. See you next week. Check us out at fmldl.com. Follow us on Twitter.